Welcome back to the Adventures of a Disney Dad podcast. My name is Matt Brandenburg, and I'm a dad of three and the founder of the Adventures of a Disney Dad.com, travel agent with the Magic for Less Travel, and your host. I'm joined by my co host, Chip Robinson, soon to be dad of five. Chip, how is everything going tonight? Oh, it's going well. It's like 85 degrees. I don't I don't get it. We're in we're in October. Last week was beautiful. This week it's hot. Tomorrow it's supposed to be like freezing here in the Chicago area. It like it's we, we walk our yeah, we walk our daughter uh to school every morning, and tomorrow is supposed to be like rainy, nasty, and like bringing <laughs> the cold weather. And then next week, I think, is supposed to be pretty cold the majority of the week. Yeah, so yeah, we're finally getting fall. Friday. We'll get good football weather Friday. There you go. Uh, speaking of football, we took on the Maslin Tigers, best team in the state of Ohio, one of the top teams in the country. Chip is a coach there. I took on a team from D.C. How'd you guys do last week? We won. Nice. 28-7, and they got a little chippy at the end, and like five minutes left, their coach kind of just said, eh, we'll, 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 take our, we'll take our loss and go home. So we kind of ended early, but big rival this week. We play Austin Town Fitch, which is over in Youngstown, so – we got a little bit of a drive, but another big one this week. I look forward to hearing how it goes. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about all things Disney. We're going to talk some Disney news that came out, a little bit of discount news and some overall company, big picture thoughts that Chip and I have. Then we'll be talking about planning tips with kids, planning off days, and a few other things. We're going to mix in a little segment that we've started to do regularly called Would You Rather? And another segment, overrated or underrated, which um, has been a lot of fun. So let, let's talk about the news. Let's dive in here. Disney announced today that they are going to have a 50% discount on children's tickets at both U.S. theme parks through periods of 2024. I think it's going to start in June. The formal announcement of all the dates that will be eligible is going to come out mid-November. There's been a lot of talk I think across you know the news media and and the punditry, I'll call it about why Disney is slashing ticket prices as they described it. Chip, you and I have a lot of thoughts that you know there was an article from CNBC today saying that it's on the heels of lower park attendance, a lot of implications that you know it's political. People don't want to go to Disney anymore. The parks are empty, all of those things. Chip, what are your initial thoughts on? both the discount and this question of, you know, are the theme parks empty? First off, the theme parks are not empty. Um, I was watching something today and then Magic Kingdom was unreal. Like the, yeah. the lightning lane for it's a small world was like past Pinocchio's. Like it, it the parks are busy now. How, however, I don't know how many people are staying in hotels, how many people are staying off site. That might be something to do with it politically whatever i mean people don't see eye to eye they don't want to come they don't have to come i mean and and i'll reiterate too like we're we're not going to be a politics show and <laughs> adventures of a disney dad is not a politics site so we're not going to jump into either side of a lot of that stuff but you know i i do think it's it's worth talking about because there is a lot there are a lot of theories and and frankly a lot of the professionals you know in the financial world watching disney as a company don't know what to make of it. You know, there were a lot of people talking today across the news that, you know, how do you balance this discount with the fact that the parks division in quarter three saw a 13% increase in revenue. So clearly 
you've got people in the parks from personal experience. We were just there two weeks ago. It, it was, it was packed every day. Like I, I was shocked. It was a, we took Thursday to Monday. So we took our kids out of school and the parks were packed. I mean, there were normal peak wait times from my perspective, certainly a lot busier than we see the parks in January. And, you know, th- I had no reason to think other kids would be taking their kids out of school to go to Disney that weekend. I mean, you look at the Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Every single one is sold out at this point. The Christmas parties seem to be selling pretty well. There's hype around the cruise line. So, I mean, that's not parks related, but as a company, it seems to be doing well. But at the same time, I posted on Instagram this morning, Disney stock is near a 10 year low. So I, you've got like what yeah, what, what are we what are we going what what's going on here? I don't think it's anything to do with parks, honestly. I don't think it's anything to do with cruise. Honestly, I think it's the movies. Oh, look, I, like I, we're not seeing we're I mean, since Endgame, I mean Marvel hasn't really brought anything to the table and that I mean that's a that's a billion dollar movie. And I think that's what if we're looking at the stock price, we gotta look at that. I don't think it has anything to do with the parks. The parks are busy, the parks are gonna be busy. Um, they're not selling a whole lot of DVC personally. I don't think, I, I think they're like, that's where they're struggling a little bit. And I, they kind of said that in their earnings call a little, a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, whatever. But I think it, I think it's gotta be do something with more movies and Disney plus and all of that. So, and obviously they just raised the price. Um, so maybe it has something to do along, along that line, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not the financial guru. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when you think about like the the parks, I mean, I, I think the the narrative that the parks are empty it, to me, it's just wrong. Other people might feel differently. Are there random days that don't make sense to me where the wait times in the parks are really low, or like areas of certain parks feel empty? Yes, that certainly happens. Like you, every once in a while, you'll see on Twitter or X, I guess you'd call it, or Instagram, like you know, nobody's at Magic Kingdom today. It happened the weekend of July 4th, and I had like no clue why it happened that weekend. <laughs> That's when I was there, and you were, you were texting me. You're like, dude, is it? And I said, I'm walking on right. It was under. Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm going to have to become a holiday traveler now. But like, but to me, they're, they're almost like anomalies. If you, if you go to like Thrill Data, you know, the website that kind of keeps accurate historical wait time data, if you like to nerd on out, out on that stuff like I do it seems to be pretty consistent that the parks are are pretty busy or just as busy as they were historically. Certainly you had like the boom of people post COVID really wanting to get out and travel. And I do think there's some argument, you know, from the travel side of things as a travel agent, you know, we're seeing in the industry, a lot more people are wanting to go to Europe that that can have an impact, you know, like people can only afford with this economy and inflation where it is and everything else to, go on a certain number of trips each year as a family or, or whatever the case may be. So, I, but I think we can put that narrative to bed a, a little bit. And in, in my opinion, if you disagree with us, you know, shoot us a, a comment on social media and let us know because we certainly love the the discourse on that kind of stuff. When it comes to Disney stock, first, first thing I want to ask you, Chip, like, do you pay attention to it as a like Disney fan, a DVC owner? Do you pay attention to it at all? I do. And it all stems back. So I teach financial algebra. That's one of the classes I teach. And as juniors going into seniors, they take financial algebra their senior year. We do a stock study. So we start to study the stock market. And I always start with Disney. 
and I've done it since 2019. So that's when it was at its all-time high, and then COVID hit, and we're like, oh, all right. And it was still okay, and then all right, it's gone down. It's gone down. We haven't started it. We, we started the third quarter, so at, at, at January, we normally start looking at it, but um, I, I do look at it. Do you invest I, in Disney individual stocks? You, like, not not that I know of. I don't I don't go out and like I don't buy. I don't know my my retirement guy might be doing that, but I, I have no idea. Okay, but you're you're not going on a Robinhood account and purchasing no individual Disney stock. Okay, so you and I are in the same boat on that that kind of perspective. Outside of like, I, I may have like exposure to that through retirement accounts and stuff like that, but. I'm not going out and buying Disney stock and, and stock trading Disney or anything like that. But I do watch it also like mostly for the health of the, the business, for the news, for the, like for my website and for this podcast and things like that. The The biggest thing that I think Chip touched on a little bit in my perspective is like the stock price is tied really heavily to streaming ESPN and like the entertainment side of things. And from every aspect of like earnings and, and revenue and, and discussions we've seen, it seems pretty clear the parks division is like carrying the, the load, so to speak. They, Disney recently announced they're going to invest $60 billion over the next 10 years in their theme parks. That's billion with a B, which, you know, we love. And, you know, that, that leads me to kind of my next question, because on this podcast, I think we want to be a little bit different. We want to talk about Universal a little. And, you know, my biggest concern as a huge Disney fan is that they're falling behind in the arms race of theme parks. And you see all the stuff that Universal is doing. They've got some really cool IPs. Harry Potter carries a lot of weight. For, for those that don't know, uh, when we refer to IPs, it, it's just the intellectual property. So, you know, the brands, so to speak, like Marvel, Star Wars, um, Harry Potter, those, those are the, the IPs that we're referring to. And, you know, Universal has some great ones. And yeah. they've got an, a new theme park coming out. They're, they're building new stuff. And Disney seems to be like, well, hey, maybe we're going to rehab some of our old stuff. Maybe we're going to reimagine and retheme some things. But there's nothing like anything like Epic Universe that Universal's doing. Um, think, so Chip, what do you think about that, Chip? Like long term, what's your thought on Disney? I'm wondering when is the... So so Universal owned, used to own Sony or still own Sony or whatever. Um, so the Marvel stuff. I think that is what needs to take over and they want to have a Marvel land, but the whole thing is they can't do you. Disney can't do anything uh, like Spider-Man, Captain America, Hulk, because of when Universal owned it, they can't do it on the East coast until a certain time period. I think that time's actually coming up. I don't know when, what year it is. It might be like 37 or something is what I heard. Don't quote me on that, but. That's what they need. They need to do something towards all of the Marvel. If they did a Marvel, let me let me let me tell you real quickly. If they retheme the East Coast Hollywood Tower of Terror to Avengers, I will riot. Oh, okay, uh, yes, that cannot happen. No, I agree. Okay, that that that, that's not allowed. All right, so but yeah, I, I there are like legal issues, and as a lawyer, I love nerding out on that stuff too. And, and it's going to be interesting to see like how all that all that stuff plays out. But I think you and I can agree that like competition is good, 
you know, yeah. Universal stepping up their game and hopefully making Disney, you know, move on some of these things domestically. Like they're building crazy awesome stuff around the globe. You know, the, the Hong Kong Frozen stuff is like it just looks incredible. The Zootopia land um, looks incredible. So like, why aren't they building that stuff here? That's my biggest frustration. They they seem to want to build more ships for Chip. Yeah, they they have, they have uh, so much. There's so much land in Florida that it's it's unreal. I don't understand why they, they keep trying to fit more stuff into. And I get Disneyland needed some more stuff and whatnot, but it, the, the the statistic that blows my mind is there's more rides at Disneyland in California Adventure than there is in all of uh, Walt Disney World. Yeah, that, and, that, and they're all close together mind. too. Yeah, it, you it know, blows like, my mind. Yeah, that that's it's nuts, and and I I just I hope they get it together. And and the problem that I have with these things is like they take forever to yeah. like plan them and get them going and break ground and all of that stuff. And you know it, it's it's a little bleak out there right now. So I'm hopeful. I think Chip, I think you're hopeful too. You know, one of the things we've seen in the parks that blew my mind this week is that Christmas merchandise is already out. Is it is it too soon to be like first week of October and we're putting out the Christmas merchandise in the parks? Um, well, don't be shocked if in the next week or two behind me you're gonna see a Christmas tree. No, <laughs> you're not. No. So so my wife is a very big Christmas, loves Christmas. Is that actually a Christmas tree behind you right now? It is, but I don't know. I think my kids just were playing with it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. But my wife worked retail. She worked at Target for seven and a half years. So Christmas for her started in October. Okay. So, so that's why she, she doesn't anymore, but she's still, we're not big Halloween people. We just, we just really aren't. So yeah, my tree will be up. I don't, I told her she can't put lights or anything on until after Halloween, but oh my, my tree, gosh. The tree, the, the tree will be put up probably soon. Oh my gosh. I, I look, I'm I'm a huge Christmas guy. It's my favorite holiday of the year. I'm not as much of a Halloween guy. I, I do love like the the costumes with the kids and trick-or-treating and stuff now that my kids are getting old enough to like really in, get into it. But I, I like I, I'm a little torn by like having Halloween parties at night and there being Christmas spirit jerseys throughout the parks during the day it, like it's just i don't know I, I think it for me it's a little too early i think like when they do the flip and they start putting out the christmas decorations and stuff that to me is like the time like go for it put the merchandise out but like let me let me at least get some halloween stuff which like to that end disney shop shop disney sent out 30 percent off on the halloween stuff already today well, Halloween like, stuff's been, it's been on sale. It's been up for sale since beginning of August. So we've got I, well, right. They, they, did that, they did that too early. And, and it just, I don't know. To me, it's all out of whack. And I took advantage of it. I tried to buy some stuff for the Halloween stuff this morning, but I was a little taken aback by it. So yeah. that's the I news for this week. Christmas as early as possible. Christmas is early there, as possible. Yeah, fair, fair enough. That that's the news for this week in in Disney and you know if if you have any thoughts on the financial stuff with Disney if you have any thoughts on the discounts we'll certainly try and keep you apprised of the discounts on social media 
feel free to reach out to me and I, I'm happy to keep an eye on those for you as your travel agent. With the Magic for Less Travel, you can get a free quote on adventuresofadisneydad.com and we'll keep you updated on social media and stuff about when discounts pop up and things like that. But let us know what you think and uh, what your theories are about whether or not the parks are empty or not. And uh, we'll, we'd love to chat with you about it. We're going to hop into our first big topic tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about planning with kids. Chip, the, the our most recent trip, we didn't tell our kids about the trip until the morning of. We kept it a secret. It was a lot of fun doing that. I put out a, a question on social media asking people, you know, how do you tell your kids? Do you surprise them? Do you do any games? There were a lot of fun responses of people doing different games and treasure hunts and, and things like that. We didn't do anything like that because we hadn't thought about it that much in advance. But my question for you is, do you tell your kids on your trips in advance to like build the hype or do you wait? What do, what do you guys do? More times than not, we do not tell them. Um, this past one, when we went this summer, we did. When we first went in 18, we just told them we were staying like a week at my brother's house because we flew out of Columbus. So we got we got them up at 3 a.m. And they did, they still didn't know. They just knew we were flying. They didn't realize till they got into MCO where they saw the Disney, like the Goofy on the wall. And then we said, hey, we're going to Disney. And That's then awesome. we, we drove down in 20 or 21. And they didn't know until we pulled in the hotel. <laughs> oh, wow. So you made it, what, 17, 18 hours then? On a yeah, car we, ride we, without them knowing. They knew they knew we were going to the beach because we did it a couple days before and then went to the beach for a week, but they had no idea where we were going. It was it was pretty awesome. But it, it's hard when they're it's easier when they're little because you can talk about things they don't understand. But as they get older and they kind of want to know, like like they're helping us pick out our where we're gonna stay this summer. So that's kind of fun as they're getting older. But when we go on a cruise, they will not know. They won't know until we pull up on the at the ship. That's fun. And, and and part of it is like my wife, Lauren and I, we we've told them previously and there gets to be a point where like, when are we going? How many days? It goes from fun to being a little on the annoying side. Oh yeah. So it's, it's a tough thing to balance. And that's why we wanted to try and, and just completely surprise them. So then, you know, like they're not thinking about it 24 seven and we're not thinking about answering the question 24 <laughs> seven. And we had a little fun with that, but I, I think there's, there's no wrong answer with that kind of thing. And especially if you're going for the first time with your kids, I think telling them in advance is, is a huge benefit because they can get excited and you guys can, you can talk in theory about planning with each other, you know, with really little kids, you're limited in what they're going to understand. Like they're not going to be able to help you. My kids couldn't help me pick the hotel really outside of them having been there and say, you know, I liked this one, but I didn't like this one, or I liked this pool, but I didn't like this pool. But what you can do is like watch some of the rides together. And it doesn't, it doesn't spoil anything for them because they don't remember watching it on TV or whatever. Or you can start to watch some of the shows on Disney Plus and really kind of build the magic. They start to develop favorite characters and, and things like that. And then they want to meet those characters and it makes it all more special when they know they're going because, Hey, I'm going to get to make, meet princess Tiana. Like I want to watch princess and the frog or, you know, whatever movie it is that they like at that period of time in their lives. I'm sure you're going to watch it a hundred times. That's the way those oh, things yeah. work. But, you know, I think, I, I think that 
there's there's benefits to it for sure. One thing we did is my dad went down with us in 18. My stepsister was down there as well. We didn't tell them until Kenzie was going to Bippity Boppity Boutique and the, the one at Disney Springs, and they're eating breakfast at Earl of Sandwich. Oh, and my so, gosh. So, like, they see us. Like, I've been texting. They got down there, and, like, the day after we got there, and we're texting them, like, hey, they're like, all right, we're at Earl of Sandwich, and we're walking, and, like, kids don't see them. Like, Kelly and I both see them, and they went nuts. They Like, Grandma, or Grandpa and Mamma are going to be there. Like, they, they had a – that was a blast. So – yeah. If you do tell them and you have a couple of tricks up your sleeve, I think that's that might be the way to go too. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of fun. What what is your favorite part of planning with your kids to go on trips? I think one of the like we love looking at rooms. We love looking at like Bear. Bear loves to look at slides. Like he wants okay. to stay at boardwalk because of the slide. That's the only reason why. Like, like we'll look at a room and it'll be like, I want to see the pool. I want to see the pool. I want to see the slide. Like I've, I've shown him yacht beach and yacht club. He's like, ah, that one's not as good. I, I want to go stay at boardwalk. They got a better slide. Yeah. With, with looking at, we, we've done the, the rides, like the ride throughs splash mountains. My, my kid's favorite, even though it's not no longer there. They, they it's yeah. their favorite ride. They love doing that. We talk about like, where do they want to eat? Things like that. They really don't care. Um, do you, do you guys ever like, talk about like what parks you're going to go to or like, are you going to skip a park? Things like that. Yeah. So this past summer we just went to Epcot magic kingdom and they're kind of upset because they wanted to do, they want to go to toy story land again. So that was one thing we did say, Hey, we're not going there this time, but we're going to go again this summer and we're going to go to all four parks. So they're, that's one of the things that they do like, okay, well, can we do these rides? And so that right. we, as a, as a, as a parent, it's like, Okay, we're gonna be back every year. So let's go ride whatever ride they want to ride, and then maybe next year we can catch the next one or whatever. Yeah, and I, I think that that's like what I see the most with guests, especially going for the first time, is trying to prioritize. Like you you in in reality, from my perspective, you can't do all of Disney in four days or less. It's it's just not possible, and you really shouldn't try. And so you it comes down to like either knowing your kids and their preferences for rides and IPs. Like if you know that your kid loves star Wars and toy story, you you've got to make Hollywood studios a priority. Magic kingdom always just falls in on like, it's the kids first time going to magic kingdom. They're going to see the castle. They need to see Mickey, that kind of thing. And then the question becomes like, do you want your kids to meet all the princesses, which character meets, have become like a hub at Epcot. It's, it's far and away the best place to meet as many characters as, as you can handle really. And the one that falls off most often is, is animal kingdom, which to me is unfortunate because I think it's a great park. It's got great food and a lot of great different rides and things like that, that you can experience this event. You know, the safari is, it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. but you know, for a lot of families, they, they kind of feel like the animal kingdoms, the zoo and we can skip it. And, you know, a lot of kids right now are in the gap, the avatar gap. I like to call it where like you and I were in like high school when avatar came out, like yeah. we enjoyed avatar. 
So those that area, Pandora is like it hits, I think, for people in our age range a little bit more. Whereas like younger kids, they're not getting exposed to Avatar at this point. You know, maybe teens are. Um, and the first one is like a little bit harder for them to get into. So, you know, the it, it, it falls into that weird park scenario. But, you know, when you talk about planning with the kids, it's like trying to figure out what things that they're going to like the most and, you know, picking the park based on that. And that's that's, I think, for younger kids, the part that they can be involved with is picking what parks to go to. You know, and and the last thing that I'll mention that I think is funny is a ton of parents our age that have young kids are still in that old mindset of like Epcot stinks. Epcot's not <laughs> like there's nothing at Epcot because when they went when they were kids, Epcot was quote boring, right? You know, they they yeah. we loved MGM as kids and Magic Kingdom, and Epcot's not like that anymore. Epcot's a lot of fun. I I love Epcot. It's got a lot of really cool rides and it's to me, it's one of the, I think it's one of the best arguably parks for kids, particularly young girls, you know, girls that love the princesses. Um, You know, you want to go see frozen. You want to meet all the princesses there. I mean, you've got your shot to to do that. So the, the last thing is like, building off of that like how involved beyond that do you involve your kids with the planning like uh, do you do you do anything else to involve them in in planning like any deeper and kind of what rides they're going to do or anything like that or do you kind of wing it we kind of wing it one of the big things especially food wise we like to look at the menu if we're going to do a sit down all right are our kids going to eat this or like what are we thinking like do we and, the, and maybe winging it for quick services that might be part of our thing we do but we are an early rise family <laughs> so we get up you and, and i are the opposite and and yeah, how we are in that way oh I, I i got up this morning at 6 30 and two of my kids were down here so we get up early it's just like you're not going to get us to rope drop that like we'll we'll be up uh, at the resort and up eating breakfast and stuff like that but we're not going to the park at you know 7 30 in the morning not, well, not I'm, I'm, I'm a sweater, so I wear like I have like a shirt for to the park, shirt in the park, and a shirt on the way home. But we get up, we rope drop, and our kids know that like we're gonna get up there early. We're gonna that that's just one of our things, and so we get up, we go. But they also know we're gonna get a break, and so mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we we do talk with them like, hey, do we want to take a nap? Do you guys want to take a nap? Do you want to go swimming? And especially for my older ones, I'll say, hey. You guys got to be quiet for 30 minutes, let the younger two sleep, and then I'll take you guys to the pool. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you mean, plan but, with your kids like late nights do, or do you guys stay out for the fireworks and things like that? Or do you come home since you're up so early? We are. We go out. We stay out till late night. We, we are there until we did the extended park hours both nights. Um, okay. So we're at Magic Kingdom till midnight and Epcot till about 11. So you're basically doing like a lunchtime break at the resort for the most part, and then yeah. heading back around dinner or whatever to the parks and staying until about they close. F- about five, five thirty. I mean, we're just in, we're in no rush. That's the big yeah. thing. It's like we've we've just decided like there's no need to rush. Like if we miss a bus, oh well. Yeah. Um, and and our our family is like very similar. Like we we don't rush with a lot of the stuff as much 
as I sometimes may push people out the door <laughs> a little bit too much. Uh, but like our, our thing is like, we let the kids sleep until they wake up and usually they're up pretty early, but then we like, we don't wake them up to, to get them to the park or, or whatever. And then we head down and get breakfast. And a lot of times my in-laws are, are with us. So they'll come down and get breakfast. And by the time all that stuff gets going and you get out to the bus stop, we're not making rope drop, but you know, we're fine with that. And then we spend a few hours there in the morning, eat lunch, come back to the resort either usually it's more like a relax like i i have trouble getting my kids to sleep at you know disney hotels in the afternoon but we'll relax and go to the pool or relax in the room and then head back and we kind of play it by ear with the kids and, and they are involved in that a little bit to the extent that that their opinion matters on, the, on well, those things. i will say i will say we won't we don't go back to back like we won't do like a late night and early morning we, we won't do that yeah. but we'll try and we might do a late night, get up in the morning and then only be in the park for two or three hours and come back and try and get like two or three rides done and then just chill. And then we just won't stay out super late that night. I mean, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but like, I don't need to see Fantasmic every time. So if we're at Hollywood studios, we don't need to stay till it closes. We're, we won't close that down. We'll, we'll, and we're I, I think that right now. <laughs> that that's that's the key too like and and that's a big thing that i talk about with guests is like you, you have to know like is this going to be a you know once every couple of years thing for you guys or are you coming back again next year because you feel less pressure when you know you're coming back to do a lot of those things so you know you don't have to hit a happily ever after and phantasmic and you know and the nighttime show at epcot all in a four day or five day span and wear your kids out while also rope dropping. If you know, you're going to come back in a year, like there, there's just, yeah. there, there's no real reason to, to push it like that. But that said, like, you know, if, if you build in some flexibility, you know, maybe you can do the late nights and do the shows and then not rope drop, get your genie plus and kind of have things scheduled. Like there's different ways you can plan around these things, but going into a blind with no planning is, is where I, th I think people go wrong. So the, the last thing I want to, uh, we want to talk about tonight, the, the second topic is planning off days during your Disney vacation. This is something that if you've listened to this podcast or you've followed me in the past, you know that uh, Chip is really good at this and I am really bad at it. Uh, my wife, is really good at this, but I, again, am very, 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 very bad at this. I like to be in the parks. I like doing the like afternoons off and then, you know, kind of half park days, I would call them. But I really, really struggle with being at Disney and staying at the resort for an entire day. So what Chip, let's talk about a few things. If you have a resort day, that you are not going into the parks, you built it in, you're actually going to go through with it, which I'm terrible at <laughs> 800th time. What are some of the top things that you like to do beyond spending the day at the pool? Are there any other activities that like you and your family have done or that you want to try for off days during your Disney vacation? Oh, a thousand percent. This is our, we love going to different resorts. We love getting on some sort of transportation so if we're like we were at Old Key West last time, we, we got on the boat and went over to uh, Disney Springs and we'll all finish with Disney Springs, but 
Um, we'll get a, we'll get on a bus and go to Hollywood Studios and get on the Skyliner, and go to Pop Century, go to Riviera. We we like walking through, eating at a quick service there, just kind of hanging around, just just looking at the vibe, just and, and and we'll go to all four parks. We'll go to their main entrances and catch a bus. Mm-hmm. But we're in no hurry. We have no park tickets. Disney Springs is by far our favorite thing to do on a on a park non park day. So is it is it the shopping that you guys enjoy, the food, the desserts, the snacks? Like what 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 draws you to Disney Springs? We will not buy a thing. That's like we love we we walk through like the world of Disney store, but we go over, we love Gideon's. Gideon's um, Gideon's is awesome. I don't think I've ever I don't even know where Everglazed is. I honestly don't. I didn't even know where half the restaurants were because I only went to certain spots of Disney Springs for the first couple of years. So we'll try and get like a, a good reservation for lunch or even a brunch over there. Um, and then we'll probably come back for dinner, if not eat at the resort. That's We try and eat at the resort one meal and then do dinner at Disney Springs or do lunch at Disney Springs, whatever. But we'll get on the boats. The boats are phenomenal, especially from mm-hmm. D- Disney Springs. The ride from Disney Springs to Old Key West is like a 30-minute boat ride. And it's just relaxing. We go in the Lego store. We go into all all the stores. We don't always buy anything, but we we, we just right. enjoy it. It's it's one of those that like this past year I took the order too, and we went over to Gideon's and got cookies, and then we rode the the boat back to see the to my wife and took her Gideon's. So it's it's one of those things that um, it's also a big catch up on sleep. Like we don't set oh, the yeah. alarm if we're if we're setting breakfast, we're setting it for like ten thirty. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, you, you're touching on something that I wrote about recently on Adventures of a Disney Dad, really understanding that like the transportation at Disney, a lot of it is an attraction itself. And that's really kind of what you're getting at here and in, in hitting home is like the, the boats and the monorail and the sky, the Skyliner, especially they are to kids, to kids, they're like a ride and they, oh, yeah. even for adults, it's, you know, it's fun. The monorail, my wife hates the monorail. We we had like one bad experience with the packed monorail and it's like <laughs> not not a fan, but it like it's got the nostalgia factor and it's got some cool views. Uh, but the Skyliner kind of hits different is, is my thought. Like I've been on, I go quite a few solo trips just because of the travel agency stuff, you know, being down there for training or shooting content for the website or whatever. And I'll go to Hollywood Studios in the morning literally hop on the Skyliner just to go and get like tacos at Epcot and then go back to Hollywood studios. And so, and, and you just enjoy the ride on the Skyliner. It's relaxing and it's, it's fun. And I, I, so I think there's a lot of things you can do with the transportation. You know, if you can avoid the buses, not that the buses are bad, but like you, you can make the, the routes and, you know, you're bouncing resort hopping as we like to call it between resorts and different restaurants and things like that. And you can really enjoy it. You can pop over to the Polynesian and enjoy the beach. You know, they've got that's a, some, that's exactly what I was going to say is we normally finish our night at Polynesian and watch happily ever after. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, we, an, we, we, it's, it, it, we, the other key there is we get an Uber. Ah, we, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Cause we don't want to go. We don't take the monorail back. We get an Uber and we'll, and, call whomever but my wife and i will probably hold the younger kids if there's not car seats but right. we're not going we're not going very far we tell the uber driver just take it careful and 
we we have no issues doing that. Um, and just to just to jump on this from last week's episode, the mini lifts are only available on Disney property. So right. the, the the mini lifts, <laughs> Chip, Chip was right on this. You can only take them within Disney property. So if you wanted to pop over to the Polynesian and you've got kids that need car seats, they have car seats in the minivans through Disney's partnership with Lyft. So you can order one there, pop the kids in, and you can head over to the Polynesian. And, you know, not to rehash all my transportation stuff from last week, but if this is, you know, you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, make sure when you're resort hopping or you're going between resorts, you think through your transportation. I I will say that until I'm blue in the face because you're going to get stuck somewhere or you're not going to realize that, like, the buses do not go between resorts. So you need to plan if you're going to the Polynesian and you're staying at Coronado Springs, you better figure out how you're going to get there well in advance of your reservation or whatever. So, you know, the, the other thing that I have not done that people don't even realize a lot of times included with their, their vacation package is the mini golf. Fantasia Gardens has mini golf. There, there's a lot of opportunities when you buy Walt Disney World vacation packages to get around a mini golf for free or heavily, heavily discounted. Uh, have you ever done the mini golf? I don't think that you have, have you? We have not. I will say there is another non-park day thing we've done. We did it this summer. We What's did, that? We did, we, did a, we did a water park. Mm. We, we well, then it counts as a park day. <laughs> but, but, but which, which one did you do? Well, we did, went to Typhoon Lagoon. We had tickets and somehow we got a park day or a water park day included. And so we... We went over to Typhoon. We were only there probably three and a half hours, but it was just enough for my kids to enjoy the pool, enjoy the, I mean, my older two and I, we went on a bunch of rides. Kelly took the younger two over to the kids area and she had, she had a blast with them. And then I took Axel was sleeping. So I watched him and Rylan and she got to do some rides. It's fun. I will tell you that it was fun. I miss, this is throwing it back. Water socks. Remember the, or like oh the water gosh. shoes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I yes. would recommend it. That's that's the one thing. My feet were dying after it, but it was I, fun. I have, to, was... I have to tell you this. For any fellow Southern Ohio natives, when you said, I have, I'm have, i going to throw it back, I thought for sure you were going to mention the beach water park. Oh, it's closed. I, I know it's closed now, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, the, getting a pass to Kings Island, Paramount's Kings, at the time it was Paramount's Kings Island, and you know the beach was like for kids growing up in southern ohio was like the summer uh you know that was heaven so uh, for a second i thought that that's where you were gonna go with the throwing it back (laughs) but yeah the the water parks i think are uh, certainly if we if we were doing an underrated or overrated session to me they're underrated without without question but there there's a lot of cool stuff disney springs and maybe we can do a full episode specifically on kind of off park days but those are some things to think about is you know hop in the resorts if you have an off day you know you're not you're definitely not going to the parks do yourself a favor don't buy the ticket then you don't have the temptation um you know head over to disney springs there's a lot of stuff to do there a lot of great restaurants you can head to different resorts a lot of cool activities at different resorts and then you know the last one i think the the mini golf is is always a a treat from all the reviews i've seen i haven't personally done it because I can't keep myself out of the parks, but I, I definitely, definitely would check it out. The, you know, the last thing I'll mention too is you could have a Disney off day and head over to Universal. 
which is what we're going to do in January. We're going to do two days, I think, at Universal, which I, I, it's not an off day in the sense of being off your feet and out of the parks, but you're out of the Disney bubble for a little bit. Gives your kids and your, you know, anybody going on your trip a little something different, change of pace. So that could be fun too. I'd tell, right. you get some port, I'd tell you to get some Portillo's on your way over, but you got some up there in, up there in Chicagoland. <laughs> uh, I was having a discussion with somebody earlier today about Portillo's. Yeah, and you know they're building a Skyline Chili near Disney also. I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a game changer. So I haven't, had, I haven't had Skyline in a long time, <laughs> but I am really, really looking forward to that being close to Disney. Because, you know, on our last trip, we, we ordered food. We... We ordered groceries, but we also ordered Uber Eats. So door, I think we used DoorDash, but several times to the resort just because like we we would get stuff at the cafeteria for the kids, and then the adults wanted just like sandwiches. And you know, you kind of get sometimes you get a little sick of the the Disney food, like the park food. So we had like Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's or something like that delivered, and people forget about that. Like, there's a lot of good restaurants right within the Disney bubble that'll deliver to the resort. And all you have to do is just go meet them in the lobby. Yeah. Which, you know, is something I would encourage. So let's talk about, we've got two fun segments that we've started to do each week. And I I've really enjoyed these. We got a lot of great feedback and they're, they're a lot of fun. Would you rather Disney edition? Here we go. Chip the a night in Cinderella's castle or a night in Hogwarts castle to spend a night i i i'm gonna go hogwarts castle cinderella's castle i, I just i don't know maybe it's just I, I like the spookiness a little bit maybe of hogwarts castle a little bit uh, are you a, are you a big harry potter fan no yes and no i i read the books when i was a little kid and i read mm-hmm. the four and i've only seen movies one through four. Oh my so. gosh <laughs> so i yeah, so I guess I'm a kind of. I mean, I know I, I know the story. I get what's happened, but yep. well, hey, hey, listen, Chip. I'm trying to read. It, I'm trying to read it to my kids. Oh my gosh, Chip, you you've got. Oh my gosh. All right, <laughs> for me, I, I would. There's no question about it. I would rather be in Hogwarts Castle for a night. If I was with my kids, and you know, my kids were the ages they are now, I might think about Cinderella's Castle just because of how awesome it would be for my daughter. But Hogwarts Castle would just hit different for me. I love those books. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So I, I, I I'm I'm like blown away. I'm almost speechless that you've not read or seen all, all the movies. Like it 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 hurt it hurts my soul. We're gonna get off here and you're gonna start getting text messages from me about how you have to fix this. But Wait, that, don't ask don't ask me what Marvel movies I've seen because that'll uh, so all right. I haven't seen the majority of the Marvel movies either. I've seen all of the Iron Man movies, but like a lot of those they lose me a little bit. So like there, there's like nine hundred Spider Mans and it's it's just I, I can't do it. But Star Wars and Harry Potter, oh, yeah. you'll get me I can talk about that stuff all day. The new Ahsoka show is is absolutely amazing. If you haven't watched it yet, you know, wait until football season's over and you can binge it, I guess. <laughs> but it, it is it is really, really, really good. Next one, would you rather similar type of question here? A Dole Whip or a Butterbeer? Oh, Dole Whip. Oh, Dole Whip all day. I love now, I, I be- love it. 
that is a dollop float even better. That's even better with the, the, the pineapple oh, juice. I have to ask this now because now I'm worried. Have you had a butter beer? No, but I looked up. Oh. I, looked up I looked up the ingredients. I'm not a butterscotch person. I'm not a butterscotch person, so I I can tell you that right off the rip. It doesn't matter. I go to when I go to Disney World. I have to have a Dole Whip. And I, I get you can have it locally now, whatever. It's Chip. different. It hits All different. Right. This is this is borderline <laughs> embarrassing. But I I went on a trip, gosh, it would have been September two years ago, and I had a tattoo appointment at 10 o'clock in the morning at Universal. It's a phenomenal artist. Her name's Courtney, Courtney West. She was at Hart and Huntington there in Orlando. If you ever want a, a, a tattoo, she's one of the best in the country. She's really hard to get in with, and she's phenomenal. But I, I was getting a Star Wars tattoo for my kids. And I, I had the appointment. I think it started at 10. And I went into Universal before the appointment only to get a frozen butterbeer. That, that, is, that is how good it is. And I love Dole Whips. I'm a huge butterbeer guy. I do think that like being in like the Hogwarts areas and having like that feeling of you know, wanting to be in those areas because you love the books and things like that. I think it, it matters too. So it's, it's got more like it hits me in the feels more than the Dole Whips do, but I, I do love a Dole Whip. So now listen, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go out on a little out on a limb here. A LeFou's brew. It's phenomenal. It might be better than a Dole Whip in my opinion. Wow. That's a little <laughs> bit of a hot take. A little, a little bit love, of a hot we, take there. We, I don't know why we love it, but we do. It's, it's nuts. We, it's, it's one of our favorite things to get. And, and that's Lafou's La Brew, which is where? Where do you where do you get that? Is that Gaston's? Gaston's Tavern with the cinnamon rolls. It's got the marshmallow little like whipped cream, and it's like an it's like a frozen frozen apple juice with like a marshmallow toasted marshmallow thing. It's delicious and, and this is why like i really think that you enjoy a butterbeer because it's got like a little bit of a frosting and and it's it's frozen it's it's really good but i don't like, I don't like butterscotch i'm not a butterscotch guy i you, like i your opinion doesn't even count anymore because you haven't read the books so i like i i can't even i can't even wrap my head around that so let, let's let's jump into the next segment overrated or underrated disney edition we had a lot of fun feedback on our thoughts on the contemporary and some of the stuff we talked about last week. This week, first one, the resort, overrated or underrated? And I have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> Pop Century, Chip. Pop Century, overrated or underrated at Walt Disney World? What do you think? I believe it is underrated. Now, there's one caveat. I wish it would have like a slide for its pool, but I get it, its value. But I think it's underrated in terms of Skyliner, great food, great store, and the lobby. Lobby might be the my favorite lobby on all of property with all the shadow boxes up along the wall. I mean, we spent an hour in there just looking at the shadow boxes. So in my opinion, it is underrated. It's overrated, overrated, overrated. I will slam my fists on the table. I posted about this on Instagram this week on my stories. There are a lot of times where there are periods that I'm looking at quotes for guests and Pop Century is more expensive than Coronado Springs. There are also times where Pop Century is like right up there with 
Port Orleans, Riverside, and French Quarter. And I, it, that makes no sense to me. There is not a world in which I would ever recommend to somebody to stay at Pop Century for more money than some of the moderates. I love the fact that it has Skyliner access. I also think it's a great resort. Like, I love Pop Century. Don't don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying I'm not a Pop Century hater, <laughs> but when you talk about value for your money, the to me there's there's just not a a reason to have it priced higher than some of the moderates, and especially because everybody knows I'm a Coronado Springs stand. I, I love Coronado Springs. I think it is one of the most underrated resorts on property, and I I, I just I don't understand how people would end up paying that pricing. Clearly there's demand for it because that's how Disney bases the pricing, but there are also like weird anomalies with dates and, and things like that, that can make that happen. But, you know, I posed the question and I think it was over 93% of people, if given the choice between the two Coronado Springs and pop century at the same price, they would pick Coronado Springs. So that gave me some faith in the followers <laughs> on on Instagram, it made me made me feel pretty good about it. But again, I think Pop Century is a great. I mean, there you go. Pop Century is a great option, and when you're looking at the values, it's a huge benefit to be on the Skyliner. There, there's no question about it. Great pool. The the amenities are are reasonable. It's a lot of in your face theming, which a lot of the values are. That's something that, you know, for me and my family, we don't like as much, the, the a lot of the in-your-face theming. But it is cool. It's a fun resort to walk around and spend time at. But I, I think it's it's overrated just because, to me, the demand is saying that the prices are saying it should be overrated, I guess. So I, 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 I can't do it at the price. I often see it. Moving on, overrated or underrated Dole Whips. We talked about them a little bit tonight. They they're they're so hyped that they're putting them in in pre-made containers at Costco. Now, are you buying overrated or underrated for Dole whips? Now, a plain Dole whip, nothing included, I would say is overrated. I don't like if it's by itself. I, we. I don't just get it by itself. I either do the pineapple upside down cake or we do it the the with the pineapple juice. Well, I just want to play what I was going to say with that. But plain Dole Whip by itself is overrated. Now, I'm a pineapple only. Like, I don't like the orange. It's just not. I'm a, I'm a pineapple only. But I we do the pineapple vanilla twist with the orange or the pineapple juice. And it, that's what I would say is underrated. But. Dole Whip by itself is overrated. So the the orange creamsicle twist is amazing and tastes a lot like those push-ups, the Flintstones push-ups we had when we were kids. Do you remember those? I don't, um, I don't like I don't like them. So I've never liked them. That's why, um, like I say, like I'm a very plain guy when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I know what you, I remember what you're talking about. This one's tough for me because again, I don't want to be viewed as a Dole Whip hater by saying it's overrated. I'm gonna say it's underrated. And the reason why to me it's underrated is that people that typically don't like pineapple, which I would consider myself in that category, think that you're not gonna like it because it's pineapple. 
And in reality, like it doesn't have like a ton of pineapple flavor to it. So to me, it's underrated with like general population going to Disney World because they're turned off to the idea of a pineapple frozen treat. And so they don't try it. To me, that's why it's underrated. I love Dole Whips. I mean, one of the, this also brings up one of my biggest pet peeves about Walt Disney World, Sunshine Terrace. If you've ever wondered whether or not people are planning their trips to Walt Disney World, go sit in front of Sunshine Terrace for 10 or 15 minutes and just watch the line. And that will tell you that like there's massive amounts of people in Magic Kingdom every single day that don't know how to mobile order. Because you can always mobile order your ice cream at Sunshine Terrace and literally just walk up to the desk because they tell you it's available immediately. And when you say I'm here, that's when they make it. So it's always right. Like you're literally walking to the front of the line every single time. And I'm always blown away that that line will be like 20 or 30 minutes long. Like it will go to the front door of Adventureland basically. And people are clearly not mobile ordering. So I, I love Dole Whips. Sorry to go on that little, you know, lack of planning tirade, but I, I just always kind of feel bad for people when they're sending those lines. I'm like, please just pull your app out and mobile order it and walk up to the front. But that's a, a different, different discussion. Last one. I'm really excited about this one. Overrated or underrated? Chip, I don't think you've had a chance to experience this one, but I think you no. know enough about it to be able to give um, an opinion. Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. What do you think, overrated or underrated? So I want to I want to lead with this. I Toy Story is my favorite movie. It's my favorite Disney movie, uh, the original one. Um, I great memories with it. We watched the football game this weekend on Disney Plus, which was fun. It was pretty cool. It was it was pretty cool. My kids actually were like, "Oh, Dad, that's awesome!" I'm like, yeah, it is pretty cool, but it is overrated. And it has nothing to do with the food. It has nothing to do with the experience. It has. It is missing one thing, and you. We talked about it last week. It is missing characters. If it had characters, I would say it's the most underrated place. I would say it's. I would even pay more money for it to be characters. But I want to see Woody. I want to see Buzz. I want to see Jesse. I want to see the gang. Like I would love to. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, you know, bring out like someone and, and like bring out Rex, bring out Bo Peep, or I the know. Green uh, Army Men. I think coming through, yeah, like, fun. like it, it, that's what it's missing. I, I, I've heard you've said the food's great. My buddy Jordan is going again for his anniversary dinner, and he said, "Dude, the food is phenomenal." He said the biscuits are the best part yeah. of the meal, but I said it needs it need. I want to I want to see I want to meet the game. Because I m- remember meeting them over at before they blew out the towards Toy Story Land. I met Woody and Buzz, and I'll tell you what—that was one of the best cues. Because being from '90s, it said Binford Tools. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we do we do love our tool time uh, on this so, podcast. So it it was. It, I, that's that, I want to see those. Like I would love to see the characters. I think that's why it's that's why it's overrated, in my opinion. So my my issue with this is that it's pretty hyped. So it's it's hard to be underrated when it's a pretty hyped up restaurant. But that said, to me, it's still underrated. 
And I say that because like, I, I don't get guests that ask about it a whole lot. Part of it is that maybe they don't know, but also like, it's, it's really hard to get. It's a really, really hard reservation to be able to find. And so maybe that's, that's part of what plays into it, but it, it was one of the best meals that I've probably ever had at Disney. The food was really good. The cheddar biscuits are probably one of my favorite things, individual items that I've had at, at Walt Disney. They were that good. We and you you can get more of them, which you know is is a lot of fun. But my father in law and I were absolutely just smashing those those cheddar biscuits. <laughs> they were they were so good. And and you get to choose your appetizers and like the mac and cheese, the baked beans, the the tot, I think the tater tots. That, you know, a lot of it was really good. And like you expect Disney to be good at that kind of food. But, you know, we've, you and I have talked about this a little separately. Like barbecue is not necessarily good at like fast food or like, you know, smaller restaurants that don't specialize in barbecue. And so I was kind of going into it expecting like ribs and brisket and chicken are not going to be like their specialty. So it's probably not going to be like, anything that blows my mind it was really solid it was really good and when you add in like above average appetizers coupled with the environment you know the they play into it really well you hear all the characters over the speaker you know andy's coming and all everybody in the restaurant pauses like the theming is really really spot on really cool they point out to you like a bunch of different stuff that like activities that the kids can do throughout the restaurant and that bleed into the theme parks a little bit. So I, I I think from my perspective, it's underrated just because it's so dang good. And it's such a cool experience. And to me, it's even if it's a little hyped up, it's not hyped up enough. I, I will be the hype man for Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. <laughs> I will be recommending it to all my guests at the Magic for Less. Like, you've got to try it out. Oh, oh um, trust me. I'm excited to go. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, yeah. I'm first in line. Like, we're we're going this summer. Like, that's that's no question. It's going to be <laughs> this, this podcast is going to be two guys, two dads that love Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. Oh, yeah. And we're going to scream it till the cows come home. I mean, it, we're either going to be Preaching you need to stay at Coronado Springs or preaching that you need to eat at Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. Um, Preaching that the Disney transportation is the best. (laughs) That too. That too. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. If you have any comments or questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to either of us on social media, or you can reach out to me via email. I can be found at at Adventure the Disney Dad on all platforms. Chip, where can people find you? At Robinson Dad Life on Instagram and then at Chip Chip Robinson on X, formerly known as Twitter. And I'm contemplating switching it to just Robinson Dad Life. I know you talk, might have talked me into it. <laughs> yeah, we we got it. Where we got to get a little Disney something in there, but but we're we're working on it. We we've got a bunch of great new articles up on AdventuresOfADisneyDad.com. If you're interested in having me assist you in planning your next Universal or Disney vacation. Please feel free to reach out. All of the links to get a free quote are in the show notes, or you can click the button on adventuresofadisneydad.com. Our services are completely free to you, and we'd love to help you plan your next dream vacation. If you have a moment and you could follow, subscribe, like, and review this podcast on whatever platform you prefer, we would greatly appreciate it. Chip and I have been overwhelmed with the support. It's so much fun doing this podcast. Oh, it's and so fun. Chatting like Disney, chatting Universal. Yeah. 
So we, we enjoy you guys coming and listening and downloading. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to the content you consume. Thank you so much for uh, letting us be a part of it. We hope this episode will brighten your day a little bit. And thank you for spending some time with us. We will see you next time. See ya.